0: podcast and we are back with episode two of season three today today we are exploring a very current topic and a popular line of work and that is influencing yes today we are exploring some themes and principles that I've personally noticed in the influencer space and world from an outsider's perspective that is and yeah I find it crucial to explore them with you all through a Christian lens So before we get started, please note all views are my own and are prayerfully researched and considered. Unless something is stated as fact and I make clear of that, then everything is just my opinion and my own interpretation of scripture. Please do your own research as well and remember, it's fine to agree to disagree. So with that, let's get into it. influencer. What is an influencer? So when you type this into Google, you get a pretty simple answer to begin with. The definition is a person or thing that influences another. But then Google goes on to do something I think is really interesting, and that is they make the definition specific to marketing. And they say that in the context of marketing, an influencer is a person with the ability to influence potential buyers of a product or service by promoting or recommending the items on social media. I find this differentiation so interesting because it's true. The word influencer by origin was more about impact, whereas now When you say influencer, you think of the line of work. You think about social media and it's usually specifically for monetary gain or some sort of monetary exchange. It's more about engagement rather than impact, especially when social media is involved. Again, by origin, you can technically lend the term influencer to anyone able to influence their following or audience in any way. So you could technically lend it to public, social, political, cultural figures like... Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks. You could even lend it to Billy Graham and certain Christian public figures. And hey, even in a negative way, you could lend it to Tommy Robinson and Hitler. So this influence isn't about buyers or customers per se. The influence isn't necessarily for monetary gain. It's more about impact. This core meaning and definition still exists, but it does feel like within the past decade or so, Influencing in the context of marketing, as Google specified, is specifically for brands and businesses to gain customers and revenue. When you think about that word, you think about buyers, promotion, commerce, profit. It's the latest branch of marketing. I'm sure everyone's heard of influencer marketing, right? It's a strategy of marketing now. Um, And if if you've got social media and you use it, I'm sure you've seen the hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad content and captions. So as much as I like Google's two definitions and I think that they're valid and very very accurate I feel like they are both pretty black and white and for the sake of this comparison analysis etc it wasn't touching on the part of influencing that I'm speaking about somewhere in the middle of the, these two definitions you have more nuanced content from influencers where their promotion isn't always so explicit or obvious there are some digital content creators who may not be selling you a product in every post, but that doesn't mean they aren't selling you something. Um, and I believe that these influencers, who are supposedly more regular people, more so than your you know, superstar athlete or pop star, they're still selling you a dream job that you may have for yourself, a lifestyle that you desire to live, a fantasy that you want for yourself and want to pursue. They're still selling you something and you pay for this with your view with your like, with your comment or your repost. Your engagement with their content is the exchange that takes place. And though that exchange isn't monetary, the influencer is able to monetize it because they're basically a walking, talking, posting, billboard slash advertisement for brands and companies, right? And it's it's this nuanced area of influencing specifically that I wanna look at today through the Christian lens. Because I feel like it's really damaging. I really do. I think that it's a it's murky waters. And and you know, I was feeling away when engaging with certain content. And I feel like God showed me what the root causes of some of the damage is. And it may not even be damage for everyone, but I think particularly for younger generations, there's a lot to be said about this influencer lifestyle and world that we're currently seeing. That may sound really cryptic, but we'll get into it and we'll be very detailed, right? We're gonna start with the first word I have for you today, and that is lust. 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 So a common definition for lust will always give you sex as the context, but actually, lust is just an extreme and intense desire and longing for anything or something. And of course, brands, marketers, influencers, they want you to lust after whatever they're selling. That is how they get you to invest emotionally Lust sounds like a really extreme word. I get that. But honestly, lust is just an intense desire for something. And I'm sure we've all seen a bag that we really like or a shirt or whatever it could be. And we're like, oh, I really want that. That's that's lust. Right. It's just a strong desire. So try for the sake of this to kind of let go of those connotations, those negative stigmas attached to it. At its core, that is what lust is. Now, there's something called the seven deadly sins of marketing, which speaks to emotional marketing and ways brands can connect to consumers by taking advantage of these emotions or capitalizing rather, I'd say, on these emotions. One of the seven deadly sins is lust. We've all heard sex sells. We've all seen that sex sells. But again, lust is not limited to sex. You can still lust over material goods and items. With the seven deadly sins of marketing, brands will tap into what consumers desire and lust after so that hopefully the person the person watching the ad or the post is so aroused and inspired and they're so craving the object item product that they cave in, they give in, they've got to have it, they have to buy the car, they have to buy the outfit or the shoes or the bag, they have to have the latest gadget, they just have to get it. The craving, the longing, the lust is so strong, is strong enough to lead to an action and for the businesses and the brand, that action hopefully is a sale. So what does that look like for influencers? With the influencers I'm thinking of anyway, they aren't always selling you a product. It's not always like, hey guys, I'm testing this new hair gel. <laughs> you know, it's not always that clear. Sometimes they are selling you a lifestyle. They're posting their cars, the private jets, the indulgent living, the abundance of wealth. And listen, God bless them, right? I definitely don't think being wealthy is a sin at all. But in terms of the motives behind that content, I definitely think it can sometimes follow a similar process to the one I explained for brands and businesses. So yes, I believe these influencers also tap into the desires of their audience, knowing that their followers and any viewer of their content is, yes, going to lust after that lifestyle and that the flashier the picture, the more intriguing, the more aesthetically pleasing the image, the more likely that the influencer will get a like or a follow or just any engagement. And that's the action for them. That's a sale. That's a win. And I think that's the first thing that God showed me about this whole thing, right? All of this is about emotion. It's all about the flesh. It's all about how you feel. And that's exactly what lust is. Lust is of our flesh. And because of that, it can be so destructive if it's left unchecked. Let's finally bring in some scripture. I've got 1 John 2 verse 16, and it says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the father, but from the world. Ooh. And so I just believe that when we engage with this content from brands and from influencers... We have to guard our hearts from lusting after something empty and of this world. There are so many reports of people getting into debt over keeping up with the Joneses for social media. People are in debt, they're doing fraud to get money, they are over-exerting themselves, working overtime, having how many different jobs, all to keep up, all to have that same lifestyle, all to have the same image as some of these influencers. Social media is definitely the primary culprit, but this recent influencer culture is yes also aiding this need for instant gratification and i believe that instant gratification it stems from lust. Galatians 5:16 says, so, so i say walk by, by the, the spirit, spirit and you will not gratify the desires spirit. of the flesh. Now i think this is so interesting because this shows that there is a conflict between gratifying the desires of our flesh and walking in the spirit. Basically, you can't do both. For some people you may look at an influencer wearing a nice shirt and think, oh, you know, I've been looking to buy a shirt. Maybe I'll get this one. And it's that simple and it's that healthy. It's that healthy in exchange. What a nice, simple, successful marketing effort. Right. You've most likely liked the picture of the influencer. You've clicked their affiliate link. The influencer gets their commission for that link and that click. You buy and get the shirt. Good for you. And hey, the company gets a sell. Everyone is happy. It's a win win. But for others seeing the post and being inspired to act can stem from an unhealthy place if not checked and I'm going to give you an anecdote so I was feeling really just insecure and just low one time and usually at that point anyway not so much now my therapy was shopping and I don't I'm not saying that that's a sin at all but I know that for me absolutely that was not the solution I didn't have the means to just keep buying to make myself feel better it was it was an a unhealthy cycle I wasn't it wasn't working but I would just keep doing it i would just keep buying myself items so that's the unhealthy place that my emotions were stemming from anyway I saw a post of Beyonce and I remember it so clearly I loved her outfit but she had this like hot pink little purse and skirt on. And I couldn't, in hindsight, I remember the feeling of arousal that I felt of being inspired and just thinking, oh my gosh, she looks so put together. She looks so great. And I remember on that day, on my lunch, I went to Zara and I bought some clothes. (laughs) I was like, and I remember looking for a bag that was also hot pink. At the time, I was not thinking about it. It was just very natural. But it was only afterwards. I was like, ew. No, that is so, oh my gosh. That is not it. Again, some of you may hear this and think that's not a biggie. That's, yeah, that's no biggie, but it is. And I'm going to show you why. I ran to the shop to feel better about myself instead of running to the word and instead of running to Christ. I ran to buy material goods to validate myself when my identity and validation should have come from the Lord. Right. There have been times now where I've looked at content online from certain influencers and I felt that same feeling of lust for something of theirs. And I've had to stop myself in my tracks. I've had to stop myself and recognize, no, 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 Bri, this isn't coming from a healthy place. This is coming from a place of trying to feel better, trying to keep up, like it's, it's empty, right? That's, I think, maybe what I'm trying to get at. I knew that where I was coming from, it was from an empty place. I was trying to fill a void. I was trying to maybe keep up with a lifestyle that I'm very not much, you know, very, very not involved in. And so that for me is when it becomes something worth thinking about more intentionally, than just scrolling and buying. There is nothing wrong with admiring on my end and there's nothing wrong with inspiring on the influencer's end. But when it becomes or breeds a desire, I believe it should always be checked. Why? Because remember, lust leads to action and the Bible even says this. James 1, 14 to 15 says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death, right? So we see this whole life cycle of you're dragged in by your desire, you're enticed. Then once once desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. So for me, the rise of people getting into fraud, right? And debt in order to maintain their false lifestyles and their personal branding on social media this is proof of this scripture these people felt the desire for maybe seeing what's going on online they felt the pressure they were enticed by the lifestyle they wanted it to the desire was conceived and it gave birth to fraud (laughs) right i'm not laughing at fraud that's not funny but you know what i mean um There are so many incredible articles on this, really sad, but incredible because it's just crazy how much influence these influences and social media has. You've got to read them. These are some of the headlines, but go ahead and research them. The Metro has an article called people are getting into debt because of the pressures of social media um cnbc has half of millennials say social media is making them overspend in debt trying to keep up with the kardashians getting into debt because of instagram that's refinery 29 what are fake influences and how can you spot them more than half of instagram influences engaged with fraud with 45 percent of accounts fake these are some of the articles that you can find quick google search okay and it just really goes to show how there is a darker side to scrolling and seeing this content. If it's healthy for you, amazing. I'm happy that you're experiencing the good side of social media and, you know, the power of influencers. But there's also a negative side, and we've seen it far too many times. These articles are just that, you know, the tip of the iceberg. Now, I can't mention lust without mentioning the second word we're looking at in today's episode, and that is coveting. Coveting is actually one of the Ten Commandments, and you can find it in Exodus 2017, which reads, You shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So in a nutshell, coveting is lusting after and wanting what someone else has. It's seen as extremely worldly and fleshly, and it is not what God wants for us. I love Colossians 3, verse 5, which also says. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. not the I word. Um, So why is coveting such a sin that, you know, God felt it had to be included in the Ten Commandments? You've got killing. I remember reading it and I was like, Lord, you've got killing, stealing, lying, idolatry, then coveting. Huh? Like, it's a bit extreme when you read it the first time, right? But. When you look, and what I realise, and I thank God for this, when you look at someone else and you say, oh, I wish I had that, or you know, we say, "Oh, oh, I really want that, we are immediately calling into question what God has already given us. Coveting implies that you are not content with the lot and the portion that God has given you. It suggests that the lifestyle God has allowed you to have, the friends, the partner, the resources, the possessions, the income, the money, the budget, it's not good enough. Coveting what someone else has critiques God as a provider. That's a serious sin. That's a, that's not a joke. And when you hear it like that, you understand it's gravitas. You are challenging and questioning God's position as provider. His name, his character, Jehovah Jireh. That's basically what you're doing when you look at someone else's and say, I want that. Why? Why do you want that? Is what you have not good enough? you know and if you think about it really and truly coveting precedes lust because coveting is you looking at something of someone someone else's recognizing your perceived lack what you think is lack and it's out of that perception that perception sorry and out of that belief that you are without that leads to you wanting desiring lusting and that lust leads to action Greed is similar right but greed comes from a place of possession you have the thing but you still want more (laughs) you have it but you still want what someone else has and that's king David and Bathsheba David was king David had everything at his fingertips right he could have had any single pretty virgin woman he wanted but no he wanted Uriah's wife that is greed but it's also coveting because it's someone else's thing and he's like I want that okay coveting also leads to jealousy and envy we see this with king saul when he was jealous of david he was jealous and envious of david's anointing because he himself had lost it so his coveting his coveting stemmed from loss right his lack it turned um into a very intense desire and he tried to kill david because he was so rattled um so back to influences now again all I'm saying is to guard our hearts. I'm definitely not saying influencers are demonic or evil or doing the work of Satan. I, I pray they're not. But, that's you know, I don't know. I'm just saying that I've noticed that there is a darker side to being influenced by influencers. And so I just feel like we should guard our hearts, especially when you're you are a Christian and you have this knowledge. Um, yeah, just just check. Check that that emotion that you're feeling, that arousal, that lust, that wanting and desire. Check it, check where it's stemming from. It's so easy to co- cover anyone, but especially influencers who are oftentimes living these seemingly perfect, you know, aesthetically flawless lifestyles online. And they're doing such a great job at making you want it. It's so easy to see their possessions, their access, their affluence, wealth, fashion, you name it, and for you to want it too, Easy. I want to close the discussion with this, though. It's Luke twelve fifteen, and it reads, Then he said to them, him being Jesus, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. As Christians, life is so much more than social media and looking good and having things. You can purchase all of those things you see other people and influencers enjoying. But beloved, life does not consist in those things. It's an empty and endless pursuit. If you seek items to validate yourself, to make you feel good, to try and keep up with people, you will be doing it for the rest of your life. Yes, admire. Yes, be inspired, but don't let it conceive a desire in you that will lead to lust and coveting and ultimately false validation. Be happy with the lot God has given you. It's not easy sometimes, but be happy with the lot God has given you and be happy for these influencers and really anyone online that seems to have something that you may want. Be happy for them because you know what? If anything, look at them as a receipt oh god you did it for them okay i know you're able i know you can do it for me too yours today mine tomorrow that's what my mom always says when it's god's timing you will get yours but don't be led and controlled by your emotions by coveting lust discontentment greed jealousy envy live and walk in the spirit and focus on god Okay, so I mean, that was the conclusion, really. I don't, I don't really have much else to say. But I'm going to leave you with this, uh, which comes a little later on in Luke 12. It's Luke 12, 22 to 26. And it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Don't worry, don't worry about it. It, There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting nice things, with wanting an easier and nicer life. Um, There's nothing wrong with being inspired and admiring what people have, but I definitely think there's also no harm in just checking where that want is coming from? Is it coming from a place of perceived lack? Is it coming from a place of doubting God as a provider? Is it coming from a place of um, jealousy, envy? I just think it's fair for us as believers to do our due diligence in how we're being influenced online. Again, there's so many benefits to social media and influencers. I'm so happy that people have been able to build careers and lifestyles and income for themselves from being influencers. I'm absolutely no way coming against them, but I think we also have to be honest about the responsibility behind influencers and the power they hold, and we also have to be accountable for how we respond to their influence. Okay? I hope this episode was enjoyable. I hope you learned something maybe and I look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. I mean, I'm not going to do any of those things, but I look forward to you listening again next time. I pray this blessed you. And until then, beloved, be blessed. Bye.